Good Wednesday morning, everybody. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important news and notes from in and around college athletics. American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco on the wire yesterday on a number of topics. First on football, quote, I think that the number of games you play this year should absolutely matter and should be a significant factor if a gap is wider than one or two games. In regards to the upcoming hoop slate, quote, one of the issues with basketball is you have roughly 350 Division I schools, and we're going to be careful whether the schools that we play can do proper testing and whether they can do what they need to do. If you don't abide by our protocols, then we just don't want to play the game. We want to be vigilant, but we also want to make sure others are too, unquote. The AAC will not cancel non-conference men's and women's basketball games, but instead will leave the decision up to each school. Louisville head men's basketball coach Chris Mack turns up the dial on the Kentucky rivalry with a two-minute video attempting to set the record straight on negotiations with the Wildcats on a date for this year's matchup. Mack starting with, quote, I want to do what's most convenient for John and his program, going on to say the two programs had mutually agreed upon a date that UK backed out of, continuing with a claim that Kentucky called ESPN without our knowledge or permission to try to change an ACC game date plus more, ending with, quote, I don't want to stand in the way of college basketball's best rivalry. Whatever is most convenient for Coach Cal, we'll do it. Yahoo's Pat Forty, a Derby City native, notes that Mac isn't one to back down from a scrap, and during his days at Xavier, the rivalry with Cincinnati was at or near its peak. Going on to say, quote, that Chris Mack hasn't been the one we've seen going up against John Calipari the previous two Decembers, but he made a theatrical appearance Tuesday. And now, as Cal likes to say, the most heated and hateful rivalry in college basketball is on like Donkey Kong. Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullins on the football scheduling challenge faced by the Pac-12, quote, Scheduling is an imperfect science. You're not going to please everybody, and given that there's six games and only one crossover opponent, I think that's going to be even more difficult. I don't know, maybe it'll be successful if everyone is equally unhappy. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner pushed back on a report from WestCoastCFB.com that indicated Colorado and Washington presidents voted not to resume football. Said those two were yes votes all the way and that UCLA, Stanford, and Cal, which WCCFB also said voted no, were never no votes. Their president simply needed more time. Well, they're adding, quote, no school pushed harder to play ASAP than Colorado. Anyone whose sources knew anything would have known that. In return to action notes, with its first on-campus COVID-19 cases, Lehigh has shut down all sports indefinitely, effective immediately. Raymond James Stadium will allow less than 16,000 fans for USF and Tampa Bay Buccaneers games. No tailgating will be allowed. The Bulls are preparing to have fans for the ECU game October 10th, but ultimately, the university will make that call. In Allegiant Stadium, capacity crowds of 6,500 could be possible for UNLV football games, with no more than 250 in each section. Wyoming will allow 7,000 fans at War Memorial Stadium. Sports Business Journal's Michael Smith reports the college football playoff will sell only suites for its national championship game at Hard Rock Stadium in January in a limited hospitality environment given the ongoing pandemic. Smith also points to CLC, who has announced 60 partner institutions to date in 2020. Those include long-term extensions of 10 years or more with the University of Oklahoma and University of Texas system. CLC has also extended with Arkansas, Florida State, Maryland, and Virginia Tech, among others. Minnesota is the latest to make use of former Big 12 Commissioner Dan Beebe and his consulting group to help improve policies, educate staff, and tackle internal issues early. Since August 2017, the Govers have paid Beebe's firm $105,000. A pair of political notes. If you had this on your presidential debate bingo card, congratulations. President Trump, quote, 
By the way, I brought back Big Ten football. It was me, and I'm very happy to do it, and the people of Ohio are very proud of me. Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney clarifies his position on the messages displayed on uniforms and the politicization of those messages. Quote, It's not that I'm not for the messages, but I'm a very traditional guy. I came from Alabama. It's not anything to do with messages. I've always just not messed with uniforms, but that's all changed this year. I'm on board with a lot of the messages, but I'm not on board with political organizations. That's a different question. I'm apolitical. To me, that's divisive. I voted Democrat, Republican, Independent. I've written in people when I didn't like anyone running. I'm apolitical when it comes to organizations. Sweeney adding that whether he agrees or disagrees with a point of view doesn't matter as long as the team is unified, saying, quote, they do not all think the same and they do not agree on everything and this and that, but they love each other. And I think that is a great example for all of us. D1 Baseball's Kendall Roger reports all indications went to Eastern Kentucky, hiring South Alabama assistant coach Chris Brotho as the next head coach in Richmond. And that is all for your D1 Team 5 for Wednesday morning, September 30th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1 Team 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you may be listening. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we'll see you this afternoon.